Plains, and welcome to a very special episode of Area 51 and a Half. It is Friday the 13th! Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick, I know that Friday the 13th, the film series, is one of your favorite franchises. It is. I love Jason. I love all the lore surround... Well, all the mixed up lore surrounding them and all the stuff that happens. I love Jason in space, Friday the... uh, Jason X. Like, it's all a lot of fun to me. What's your favorite kill? Oh, the sleeping bag kill. The sleeping bag from, yeah, from, from, from Jason from, X? No, no, the one from the original one from part seven. Oh, from, yeah. from part seven. Yeah. yeah, I I love that one. That is just one of my favorite moments from that really is from Jason X. Not that it's a great movie, but I like the comedic moments. Yeah. I like when they're sitting there going, the the hologram girls are yeah. like, would you like to smoke pot and have sex? Premarital, <laughs> premarital sex. sex. And then you see him with the sleeping bag be- beating it against the tree. <laughs> There's so one of one of the things that I love about Jason X is that a lot of the actors in it are actors that I grew up with on YTV, like Dove TV right. and whatnot. A lot of them were in um were in Squawk Box and a lot of them were in Goosebumps and whatnot. But the one girl that gets killed i think her name's janessa she gets she gets sucked out into space and before she gets finally sucked out into space she says this sucks on so many levels <laughs> i'm just like oh my god i know some of the kills are, are really gruesome particularly the uh I, I guess it's the the nitrogen kill with yeah. The, yeah i mean that's that's just that looks like old jello that's just gross you know but i, I love it when there's comedy you know, like in Jason Takes Manhattan, not a great movie by any stretch, but that moment, you know the one I'm talking about, when he arrives in Manhattan and the guys have the big boom box, and he, he yeah. just kicks it out from under them, and then they, they, you're like, what up, bro? And he turns, it's like, what? He doesn't say it, but you He's, know that that whole mannerism is like, what? <laughs> Try me, bro. The best Try part me. is he lifts his mask up and they all run away scared. <laughs> oh, my God. I... I love the series. It's it's fun. It's everything that I look for from a slasher film, especially 80s-style slasher. And as far as the big three go, Michael, Freddy, and Jason, Jason is my favorite. And you know what's really interesting uh, is that back in the 80s, they actually had a Friday the 13th series. And it wasn't, of course, what you would think. It wasn't about Jason. It wasn't about Crystal Lake. It wasn't about anything at all like that. It was that there was a antique shop and yeah. the antiques were cursed or haunted or whatever. And the man that ran the antique shop let these antiques go out, right? They were all possessed and whatever. And so I think it was, I don't know if it, I, I mean, uh, this is going back like 30 years. So how am I supposed to remember everything? Right. But I think it was descendants of his or relatives of his or something like that that had taken over the antique shop. And each episode was them trying to find one of these antiques and return it back to the shop yeah. and, and keep the evil from getting out there. One of the episodes was shot in Port Burwell. Oh, neat. I'm pretty sure the vast... Ma- don't quote if I'm wrong. Sorry. I'm pretty sure the vast majority of it was actually filmed in Toronto. Yeah, a lot of stuff does yeah. get filmed in Toronto because it's cheaper. Yeah. But, I mean, that was probably one of the first times a big show had been shot in our area. Yeah. So, I almost I wanted to skip school so bad and go to it. And my, my mother said to me afterwards, oh, I wouldn't let you do that. I'm like, really? Anyway. 
There's so much we could we could talk about Friday the 13th. Yeah, I mean, it's such a rich subject matter, right? Yeah. But the thing of it is, unlike you guys, I know a time when Jason didn't exist prior to the Friday the 13th movie series. I think you guys grew up completely with it, right? Yeah, like, I never saw the movies until last year, but um, <laughs> I knew about the hockey mask and that it was something horror-like. Yeah, so I mean, I it like, just went right into the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Well, look at um, look at the one episode of The Simpsons where they, they spoof uh, yes. Cape Fear when Homer runs into Bart's bedroom with a chainsaw and a hockey mask. We yep. know that's a spoof of Jason. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's it's really funny, too, because that hockey mask doesn't even appear until the third one. That's very true. You know, yeah, the third wow. movie. And it's just become this huge cultural phenomenon. You recognize that goalie yeah. mask as being associated with Jason. Yeah. Yep. Halloween was hockey mask, the goalie mask, and scream mask. That's, and that's and what Michael it was. Myers. Michael Myers. Well, for us in school, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, we're just thinking, like, costumes and stuff that we'd see as kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... But like I said, I, I grew up in a time prior to that. Mm -hmm. So when I would go to school and it was Friday the 13th, they would teach us all about Friday the 13th and superstitions and all that kind of stuff, right? So it, it bears into mind, why is 13 such an unlucky number? <laughs> You've done some research, I've, I know. I've done some research on that one. Uh, so 13 is definitely a Western, more of a Western idea than like... Like Western um, culture. Yeah, Western yeah. culture. Sorry, yeah. The 13th being bad is more of a Western culture idea. Kind of dates back to, like, the biblical reasons. So a lot of the big 13s came from, like, Jesus with his disciples. Um, so 12 plus 1 is 13. And then at um, Da Vinci's The Last Supper. So just, just before we get to Da Vinci's yeah. Last Supper, like, uh, is it because, like, because of the betrayal and the crucifixion yep. and all of that? Yeah, because of the betrayal. So, okay. like, the Da Vinci's Last Supper really leaned into it. Right. Um, with Judas. So, Judas was the 13th, and he was the bad one, and is seen as, like, so that's kind of what the 13th had to do with it. It's so amazing, because Judas Iscariot has, in and of himself, become this cultural phenomenon, yes. right? Where he's been... Uh, in, in certain stories, he's been used as the original vampire, you know, yep. because that's why vampires don't like silver and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And Friday apparently also dates back to biblical reasons, um, like Good Friday and Adam and Eve ate the apple on Friday, Cain and Abel on Friday. And <laughs> apparently, they didn't have calendars back biblical then. Biblical scholars, can you prove this? I, this? Yeah, please, please prove me wrong. But... Um, so that was kind of the start of it was the 13th really Friday the 13th was just bad. Right. Um, and that kind of went even historically Friday the 13th, bad things have happened on that day all throughout history. In 1307, uh, King Philip IV arrested hundreds of Knights Templar. Also on Friday the 13th, Germans bombed Buckingham Palace uh, there was a massive cyclone that killed a ton of people. Tupac died on Friday thirteenth. <laughs> so basically, allegedly, a lot of, allegedly, allegedly, sorry, allegedly. <laughs> so basically, a lot of bad crap yes. went down on so Friday the thirteenth. Up until even twenty twelve, like bad things have happened on Friday thirteenth. Nothing to do with the superstitions. It just happens to be on Friday the thirteenth. Just coincidentally. Yes. So it is a bad day. 
No, no, but, but you know, it's, it's so interesting, too, because, like, there's all these superstitions, like, don't let a black cat cross your path. And if a black cat crosses your path on Friday the 13th, you are, you might as well just give up. Exactly. So, I mean, do we know the origin of that one? Um, the black cats come from a lot of just the omens, because black is always an omen for bad, like, right. with the grim and stuff. And they're associated with witches the and witches, witchcraft, being yeah. their familiars and... But look at look at the black cat specifically. Look at how that has permeated pop culture. You see that it, it's it's a recognizable symbol within storytelling. We've seen it in cartoons. We've seen it in movies specifically. Uh, Hocus Pocus. Um, even even Spider Man has a character, the black cat. Mm -hmm. So and whose powers are based on luck and all that. All over pop culture. Oh, Catwoman. Catwoman, of course. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's all over the place. So, and the nine lives. Cats have nine lives. Yeah. Right? They, they don't. No. Sorry to tell you. But they're just really good at landing on their feet. <laughs> Unlike the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have the black cat. We have the don't walk under the ladder. Right. We have the don't Which break the mirror. That makes sense. Because somebody that, is up on the ladder. Someone's <laughs> going to fall from that ladder. Yeah, a lot of the superstitions that I found have to do with just basic safety. Like... Don't walk under yeah. a ladder. Don't break a mirror because then glass gets everywhere and it's dangerous. Seven like, years bad luck if you break a mirror. Yeah. Well, how many horror movies are about that? Yeah. Uh, mirrors and breaking them. Well, there's so <laughs> many superstitions about mirrors. Yeah. Even like Bloody Mary too. You should cover it when someone yeah, dies. Yeah, I mean, it's it to witchcraft too. Like there's the I've got a book about uh, the witch's mirror. And... Yep. Oh yeah, it's it's all over the place. So there's a lot of the super popular ones that don't knock on wood, which. I thought you or, were. Or sorry, knock on wood. Yeah, you're knock on, to knock wood. on yeah, wood. Sorry. Woo. Knock on wood, speaking yeah. of. Um, which is funny because in in Italy it's you have to touch steel. Oh, so instead of knocking so, on wood, it's so touch it's knock steel. on steel or touch steel. Yeah, yeah, touch steel. Um, so a couple of different like countries have their own versions of them, which right. is really interesting. But I would have thought it would have been like iron, maybe, because iron is supposed to repel witches. Yeah, I guess they do steel because it's supposed to be like the the horseshoe and right. stuff. The steel, iron, probably. Oh, the same lucky thing. horseshoe. And yeah. The... Um, but yeah, so it's I don't know. They each culture has their own type of things. One super interesting one that I found in New Zealand, which I did not know about. If a certain um bird comes into your house, it's a message of death. A certain bird. A certain bird. It's a. Sorry if I mispronounce this. It's a fantail, fantail Maori named Piwaka Awaka. Okay. Um, if it comes into your house, it's a message of death. You know, that you bring up a very good point about different superstitions from different cultures. Nick, you're from Scotland. Well, okay, so until I came here, there, a lot of the superstitions I wasn't familiar with, like black cats weren't considered bad luck. Um, Friday the 13th really wasn't a thing. Uh, just those differences. We have our own superstitions when it comes to like certain times of the year, like for example, Hogmanay, New Year's Eve, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have a first foot in the door tradition, which is supposed to bring you good luck all year. Right. I remember uh, coming to your place yeah. New Year one New Year's Eve, and your mother was uh, looking for the first person to come through the door. Yeah. And I think you were trying to make it me for some reason. That's to give you the cheese. <laughs> I was just coming for the food. <laughs> and oh, yeah. See, when we do that, it's the first person that walks in on New Year's has to be a friend. Oh, yeah. So with the first foot in the door in Scotland, it has to be a tall, dark, handsome stranger. Oh. Um, we, were, we, were, we didn't really have a lot of strangers coming to the door, so it normally <laughs> would end up being me just coming in with a piece of cheese. 
You, you have to, the cheese brought luck. The cheese oh. is what brought luck. <laughs> okay. That's why you had me bring cheese. Yes. Okay. I couldn't. Huh. He's like, can you bring some cheese? Uh, sure. <laughs> yes. You should have explained it then. Jeez. Nick is not good at explaining no. things. Thanks. <laughs> You're not. A lot of these superstitions do come from England, Scotland, Ireland, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, because they would have brought it over yeah, exactly. to yeah. the Western culture. Because honestly, I mean... It's a little different in America. I, I've made this comparison. There is nothing that is really Canadian culture because Canadian culture is such a, as we call it, a mosaic. Mm -hmm. And it's just made up of a whole bunch of cultures, uh, you know, from French Canadians to uh, uh, Asian Canadians and that have been here for centuries. Yeah. Whereas in America, it's like an American seems to be an American from New York to L.A., you know, yeah. with some tweaking here and there yeah um but that's what i mean is like both of this, like all of north america was pretty much founded with the idea of people coming from other countries and so they would bring those traditions and those superstitions with them right yeah, yeah exactly. well, i would have to imagine that louisiana new orleans specifically mm. is probably rife with french superstition they yeah have yeah. yeah they have a ton down there i haven't and done the, the voodoo and yeah. down in those places yeah yeah they have their own set of stuff that like We'd look at it and be like, huh, that's weird. But like... Yeah, but you grew up in a region that had some superstitions, right? Yeah. So I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains area, which uh, it's the oldest mountain range in the world. So it's full of all kinds of creepy things and beings and superstitions. And so between that and the Pennsylvania Dutch and the leftovers of the uh, First Nations tribes that were there, there was a lot of superstitions i'm beginning to understand her fascination with cryptoids a little bit more now <laughs> well, we grew up with windy boys so um <laughs> and and think about all the horror films that have taken place in the appalachian mountains oh yeah yeah like, a lot of them are west virginia but pennsylvania yeah. had them too like i was at the base of one of the big mountains yeah i mean it just uh, you start in with the appalachians and then you just kind of go into the smokies and all that kind of stuff yep. right so it's... i mean you have that culture that just sort of streams through there i mean Pumpkinhead is a good example yeah. of a um, movie that is wrong turn yeah th that's more the mountain men kind yeah. of thing right but i mean when you look at Pumpkinhead, where you have this this mythical creature and you have a witch and you have like these uh people that are living kind of rough but you know not but making their way and yeah because there's a lot of um i i don't want to say poverty in the fact that you know, but there there was a lot of people that didn't have a lot of money in West Virginia because it was mostly coal miners and mm -hmm. all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? People living within their means. Yeah, well, sometimes yeah. barely within their means. Yeah, um, you know, like we we've seen those uh, kind of stories from Dolly Parton and Crystal Gale and uh, Loretta Lynn and all that kind of stuff, right? So. I, I kind of get why superstitions would be there because your grandmother would tell you these tales and you as a child would absorb them yeah. and they would be passed down generation to generation to generation. And kind of, if I'm going to be honest, making life fun, right? Yeah. Well, so one of the big superstitions that I remember was having a kitchen witch. Yeah. So it's just like a little like, witch on a broom but that was supposed to bring you like luck and your cabinets would never be empty and yeah like, we had some friends that had them yeah kitchen witches were really popular in the 80s for some reason yeah um 
But we have <laughs> the look on Snyder's face. <laughs> yeah, it was a, yeah, literally just a it's, witch. It's, it's, it's just a little ornament, right? A little witch that's that's made up, maybe rag dolls, whatever. However, people made them, mm-hmm. and the little brooms, and you just hang them in your. Yeah. It was just a trend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. One of the big ones that I've learned. So this will this kind of connects to another episode that we'll do later. But like, um, hearing a screech owl at dusk means someone will die. But it is also the thing of don't if you hear your name get called in the woods, don't go outside at night. Yeah, good, you know, Which good is, advice. You know, stranger danger, but it also has to do with a few different cryptids. So it's like, so that's why it's like later in the episode. But it's like that's an example of that's safe, like that's safety. Yeah. It's just put into a story. Yeah, well, that's where most fairy tales were, right? Yeah. They were cautionary tales, and what we're really talking about here with some of these. Things is that we're talking really about American fairy tales. Like we don't think about them often enough, right? Like there's Paul Bunyan, there's the the, the headless horseman, mm-hmm. there's Rumpelstiltskin, all, yep. as it all goes along. So these are really just uh, it's a way of telling people to be careful, to be because it's like why not scare the bejesus out of people in order to keep them safe? Well, when you think yeah. like yeah, when you think about it, fairy tales in their in their essence are scary stories told to warn people of certain behaviors yeah and that's what that's what these superstitions that's what urban legends are it is modern fairy tale yeah and then we got ones like um they're not really connected to much like if you drown a spider it means it's gonna rain yeah i've heard that that, i've heard it yeah there's that one the woolly caterpillars uh predict the length of the winter and how bad it's gonna be but like that doesn't have to do with like those are sort of minor superstitions, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, like that that gets into the farmer's almanac and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you know what? Like I think sometimes yes, you can look at nature and go. This is probably like through observation, right? Yeah, I think as humans we tend to look for patterns in things, mm-hmm. even if the patterns don't really exist. We we can still we still see them, and you know, like a, a, someone could have drowned a spider in his, his toilet and then it started raining and he went oh this has happened before and there it is yeah because we are the only species on the planet that fights against our nature and does dumb crap yep <laughs> <laughs> um one of the big ones that i always find that like it's true is a red sky at night sailors, sailors delight, delight red, red sky, sky in the morning sailors take warning, warning. Yep. yep so that one um always always there's something weird if the if the sky is right in the morning something weird happens that day with the weather um death comes in threes oh i oh my grandmother used to say that one all the time used to drive me insane but like if you look at a lot of celebrity deaths they do tend to come in threes you think they do well okay okay and again that is down to human beings looking for patterns and things yeah because it does in fact seem like it yeah because really what happens is that let's say there's a celebrity we'll just call him mr jones okay so mr jones passes away all right well now we're aware that mr jones has passed away yeah okay but then like mr jones is like i don't 80s right yeah well, then another celebrity, let's just call her uh, Philomena Wapwinder, right? So <laughs> Philomena Wapwinder passes away. I the, love her music. <laughs> at, the, at the ripe old age of 90, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, and then like somebody else passes away and you're just, maybe they're killed in a car accident or something. And you're like, oh, look, see, it always comes it's in the threes. threes. Yep. But what they don't 
then do is like maybe a month, two months, whatever later, Princess Shanene dies, right? And you're just like, uh, okay, no, but no, that's Shanae. not that's not three, that's four, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, we're looking for those uh, kind of things because uh, it's leftover old wives' tales. Spoiler, don't come for me. I'm not <laughs> being misogynistic. That's what they're called. Yep. Yep. Uh, just, just as a just as a point of uh, point of reference here, we didn't name the third person. So for the third person, I'm going with Phil Flabbergaster. Oh, I, I like Phil. His movies were phenomenal. His <laughs> movies were great. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, this is what I deal with. <laughs> Ren has lost all control over the guys. <laughs> yes. One that I saw. I recently watched Annabelle. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So there is one scene where the rocking chair is rocking, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I just done a bunch of research for this. And apparently, uh, if uh, if you start a rocking chair, an empty rocking chair rocking, you're inviting spirits or death. So you need to stop the rocking chair from rocking. Like if you get up or it just starts moving. But they do that in Annabelle, and I was like, you're just asking for trouble. Like this lady didn't stop it at all. And, like, I didn't really register that until I was doing this whole list. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a fascinating point that you bring up, right? Like, the more you know about these kind of things the and the way that they permeate into pop culture and horror movies, mm -hmm. if you know this, mm -hmm. it be, like, that makes that movie or that experience just that much richer, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's not just that it's rocking. Like, ooh, scary. It's like, that's the omen, is yeah. that you're inviting the spirit by not stopping it. Uh, and it'd be interesting to go through the entire Conjuring series, the Insidious movies, Malignant, and really get a grasp on what James Wan knows oh, as far as all this goes. Yeah, and you know, the, those movies are so hit and miss. I mean, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're utter garbage. And uh, very few are in between. <laughs> Well, the, uh, it, it's sort of like the, the criticism, we're a little off topic, but I don't mind, where James Wan seems obsessed with giving you some sort of bizarre little jump scare that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. In the first Conjuring movie, the one that I'm always thinking of is uh, when the actress is there and the, the white hands come out and they go, I say, what is that all about? Why would, why would a ghost or a demon or whatever just sit there and... Clap their hand. Like, is there a superstition? We'll have to look that up. Well, the kids are playing clap clap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's clap. been so long since I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, so, well, so I just watched that one too, but they were playing hide and clap clap. Okay. So, but um, I wonder if there's something more. I, yeah, you know I don't what know. I mean? Just a, just a quick further add on to the sidebar before we get back on The Nun. The Nun, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the worst, if not the worst, Conjuring film. But but the after, number two was good. Well, hang on. After learning all this, though, I'm kind of curious to go back and watch the, the first Nun movie and see how much kind of correlates with actual superstition versus what they just made up on Yeah, the and a lot of those are probably going to be like more of a Christian superstition. Yeah, exactly. So I bet when I watch it, I'll be like, oh, this and this and this. And you'll be like, oh. But the thing like, with The Conjuring, I mean, with The Conjuring universe, they've done the same thing that Marvel did with their universe. Like, it's all tied in together yeah. now. And to watch something separately is, is yeah. But, I mean, dolls figure into oh, superstition, right? Are... Since we're talking about it, dolls are there, right? Like, the, yeah. the, the original Annabelle is some Raggedy Ann doll. It's like, I'm like, you want me to be afraid of a Raggedy Ann doll, really? But, I mean, I voodoo dolls and so, curses. And what makes it worse slash better is the old dolls used to be made actually with the girl's hair. Ah! 
Yeah, so they they like you know brush their hair and like all the extra hair they put it on the dolls. Well, that gets so, back to people again. Like I said, a lot of this comes out of poverty because that gets back to the fact that people didn't have a lot of materials, waste not want not mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? So well, they'd use let's let's use it. Yeah, they'd use the hair as like pin cushions because it actually keeps your pins like your sewing needles sharper if you put it in hair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, they'd put their hair on the dolls. Wow. And then so that kind of made it a little. Easier for things to get a hold of and get and possessed. Yeah, and like like Annabelle doll, like the dolls in general have permeated pop culture. Not just horror films, but like there are tons of films, tons of stories out there with with dolls that come to life. And like I said, not all horror movies. I mean, we have Chucky, we have dolls, we have Puppet Master, and whatnot. But you know, even Indian in the cupboard and stuff like that. Yeah, is it all comes from that. But, Very he, but even, even before movies, you have dolls like Robert. Robert the doll. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Robert. Yeah. Oh. Who, you know, uh-uh. Chucky was sort of loosely based right. on. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, like, and I, like, I have seen the actual Robert doll in, no. in Key West. Yeah. That terrifies me. I can't even think about it's Robert. It's the cutest little thing, oh. though. It's so but cute. Look look at Chucky, though. Like Chucky bought a replica protocol. Chucky's not just a living doll. The whole story of Chucky involves uh, voodoo magic yeah, and yeah. all stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and just marrying all those different ideas, which I think is is wonderful and a rich lore for a character. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can safely say since the dawn of humanity, there's probably been superstition and magic and stories and, I mean, even the, the mythologies, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I have two that I really want to mention. One of them has to do with the dolls, kind of. So I think one of the reasons why dolls looking like babies and stuff so there's the myth of the changeling. Oh, right? yeah. Which kind of is superstitious. Um, so do you know about the changeling? It's and not the George C. Area. Scott no, movie. <laughs> I, I, I haven't understood. Continue, because I, I have an, an idea, oh, but I'm, I'm not 100% I'm gonna sure. I'm going to teach the Celt some stuff right now. So the changeling, <laughs> the changeling, if your baby's crying on not acting like itself all of a sudden one day, yeah. it's because the fae came in and switched your baby out. So you have to take your baby, like the changeling baby. Sorry, it's the changeling baby. Put it, there's two different ways. You put it out in the woods and then the fae will come get it. Or another one that's, you have to cook a meal in an eggshell to surprise it and force it to show its true self. You know, I actually watched uh, Unwelcome uh, the other Mm -hmm. night. And it's about a, a couple that move into a house and their neighbors are a bunch of murderous goblins. But the the idea of the changeling does come into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same with the George C. Scott movie where yeah. there's the switch of the, the kids, right? And, mm-hmm. Well, and even, even although it's uh, based on a true story and grounded in reality, it makes the the name of the Angelina Jolie movie make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, it's funny because my mother was taught, we, we just watched the changeling the other night as part of her Halloween kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And she was telling uh, her personal support worker her who comes in and gets her a hand uh, you know once twice a week uh she was telling her about the changeling and nicole had never seen it and i'm like no no mountain stop just don't no i mean it's hard to it's funny when you're sitting there thinking about a spoiler alert for a movie that took place like in yeah. the 80s but it's like if a person has never seen it it's like, no, I want her to experience the whole of it mm-hmm. so that she is surprised yeah. and shocked and everything else. As you were when you first saw it, Nick. I love that movie. Nick did not I want lo- to watch that movie with it, me. It, 
the whole idea of it sounded utterly snooze inducing. And then I saw him like first and foremost, George C. Scott is now one of my all time favorite actors of all time. And two, it was a great ghost story. Yeah, Finn is one of the best. The other one that I so there's obviously a lot about death, but mm-hmm. this one comes from Japan. Um, and it's also like a, a manners sort of thing. But so, as in like a house. No, like a like or a, as in like mind your manners. Pers- yeah, mind, mind your manners. manners. Okay. So the bowl of rice that you right. get at like a sushi place, right? right? Bowl of rice, eat it with chopsticks. Never put your chopsticks straight up in the bowl. Okay, why? Because one, the utensils look like the number four. It so, has to so do that's with an the, unlucky the number for yeah. them, yeah. Um, which means death. Right. So it's the same symbol, and you say it right. the same way. Um, it also looks like incense sticks used at funerals. So oh. you do not put your chopsticks straight up and down. And also another one is don't point at anyone with your chopsticks. It's that just one rude. Um yeah. I know a lot of people do it, but whenever I see the chopsticks, like I have some friends that have done that and I'm like, take that out. Like you, yeah. that's bad luck. Yeah. Like you can't do that. Um just because it has to do with the funerals and stuff, which yeah. I find very interesting and like if you're in with a bunch of Japanese people, they may get really offended. Well, like, the Asian culture is all about um, being connected with the universe in a way. Um, so are the Scandinavian Nordic cultures, but in a different way. But with them, like it's all about luck. It's all about uh, numbers, right? And to the point that because there are so many Asian Canadians, the phone companies have to be aware that they only want certain numbers in their phone, mm-hmm. right? And so they actually have to work very I, I would say very hard because, you know, there's only so many numbers you can and combinations yep. you can use. But like they, they don't want unlucky numbers in their phones. They don't like it's all very like you don't mess with that kind of thing. No, no, because it, it could mean really bad stuff for them. So Yeah. I don't know. It's always interesting. I love what looking at what other cultures do. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have any superstitions that your family do or you've heard of your family doing in the past. Let us know because I'm always interested in learning these sort of things. Right. Um, like I have a huge list that a lot of it we haven't even dived into and we haven't touched a lot of the big normal ones like the horseshoe and the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. But. Yeah. I, there's even a certain way that you have to hang the horseshoe. You can't hang yes. it upside down nope. because the luck will run out of it. You yep. do have to hang it up. And it's so many. Like when I was a kid, I saw so many lucky horseshoes in people's houses that were. Upside down, ups, yeah. And it's like, well, that's why you don't have any luck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the even the benign ones that we had as kids. Don't step on a crack or you'll break your mother's back. Yep, which has to do with the cracks are portals to the supernatural world. Yeah. Oh. Which is also the mirror. So so there, there we go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just permeates pop culture in a way that we are just learning about ourselves yep. by doing this special. Uh, sorry if you thought it was going to be all about Jason. <laughs> Fooled you. <laughs> but speaking of which, let's let's start wrapping it up. Yep. Nick, what is your favorite Jason movie? What's My your, favorite Jason. Yeah, movie? what's your favorite oh, Friday the Thirteenth? Part Seven. I love Part Seven. It's it's. I just like the fact that Jason goes up against someone that can actually kick his butt. <laughs> and is that, the, is that the one that I call Jason McCary? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun, fun fact. Fun fact. That. Part 7 was originally supposed to be Freddy versus Jason, but that got kiboshed. And then they... And they reworked the script. Yeah, and then they did the the, the, the meta one with, yeah. uh, where, where basically we learned that Jason's a deadite. 
I'm okay with that. So am I. I mean, they never did bring that in, but like people are always talking about Jason versus Michael. No, I want Jason versus Ash. Oh my god! There is actually there is a comic book: Ash versus Jason versus Freddy. I yeah no I don't care about Freddy. I just want you know like. But before Campbell gets too old or crotchety, well, maybe he's already there. I don't know, but like, do it. <laughs> I want to see Ash versus Jason. Like, he's got, could you imagine? Here, here's the synopsis. Here's the synopsis. Oh, no. <laughs> no I, I mean, Ash goes through crap, right? Yep. Yeah. He goes through crap. He's been going through crap since like the early 80s. He's old and fat now. He just wants a nice, relaxing weekend <laughs> at, uh, with a, a cabin in the lake. And he goes to Crystal Lake and it doesn't get that no. nice, relaxing weekend. No. And you can even have that thing where people are convincing him. Hefe, maybe, is convincing him to, to go. He's like, I, listen, bad things happen in a cabin. I don't want to go there. But they convince him to somehow, probably with wine, women, and song. And, of course, they choose Crystal Lake. Why not? It would be funny. It would be great. It would prove that Jason's a deadite. It New would, Jersey's not that far from Michigan. It would be logical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which one's your favorite, John? Uh, out of the Friday the 13th? Yeah. Um, I, my favorite is one and two. One and two? Yeah, although I, I think they did the final girl dirty in two, but, you know. There's a whole there's a whole thing about that. Um, basically, she wasn't available. Yeah. <laughs> She was available for five minutes yeah, of the film. Yeah, yeah, that was basically all they got. Question for you. Yeah. Did they, have they, I assume they have. Have they done a NECA Sackboy, Jason? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. They've got, they basically have a NECA of every Jason for, for each movie, except, except Jason X. I don't think there's a NECA of Jason X or Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Well, aliens... Thank you for joining us on our landing pad for this Friday the 13th special. This is Spooky Uncle John and... Snyderman 501, Nick Snyder. Pyre Lily, the Techno Mage. Signing off, and we'll see you for our regular episode shortly. <laughs>